Hey there, Adam from Splendid Sports. Happy to be joined by Adam from Vintage Sanctuary. Hello, Adam. How are you, sir? Doing great. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate you coming on. We are here to do a little three and three. Uh, so basically, Adam is going to show us three right. of his favorite cards in his collection. And then we're going to look at three cards that are on his want list. Now, Adam, I've been watching your channel and you have been picking up some awesome cards. So this is going to be interesting because I don't know what cards you chose for your three of your favorite. So this will be cool because, like I said, just in the last, I don't know, what would you say, like last three months or so, or you've been picking up some big cards. Yeah, I have, you know, and uh, I was a longtime coin collector. And also I've collected some cards in the past. And, you know, for many years I was on a tight, well, I guess a tight budget is relative, but for many years I was on a hundred dollar a month budget. And so just through careful buying and uh, fortunately having some things appreciate uh, over the years, I was able to put together quite a coin collection. So I've been leveraging that coin collection, uh, basically selling from the bottom, not from the bottom in terms of the lowest priced items, but selling from the bottom in the sense that I hang on to everything that's the most mean, all the coins that are the most meaningful to me. And eventually I may end up uh, selling all my coins and converting to uh, to mostly vintage baseball, or maybe I'll keep some. I haven't decided yet. You know, I'm not in any big rush. So it's like I have this, uh, you know, piggy bank of sorts off to the side, which is a collection that I built up over many years. I still like coins. It's just a matter of, um, you know, there are some things I really want to own, but there are other things I can uh, very much appreciate, but I don't necessarily uh, feel the quote unquote need uh, to own them in my collection. So it's a matter of priorities as it is, no doubt, for all collectors. Well, I've heard you mention on your channel before, um, you know, that you do have a coin collection and, you know, you were a big coin collector. And immediately it makes me think of my grandfather. So it's, it's, a, it's a great memories. Um, because when I was a kid, I, he was a big coin collector. He had a great collection. Uh, but I just remember like, you know, probably being six or seven or eight, something like that, sitting at the, his kitchen table and him, you know, just showing me different coins. And I can't remember a lot of it, but I do, rem you know, I remember that feeling of thinking it was really cool. And him, I could see how excited he was to show me his coins and, you know, wheat pennies and Susan B. Anthony's and all, all these different you know, rare ones that I can't remember. But um, when you mention coins, I, I think of him. So thanks for doing that. Because you don't hear about, at least I don't hear about coin collecting that much anymore. So when you mentioned it, I, I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, I, I haven't heard that much about that lately. And I have great memories of it. So that's cool. Well, you know, and I just like to say, uh, I still have a love for classic US, US coins. It's a question of whether or not I will hang on to any of them, uh, any of them. And if I let them all go, it won't be because I don't love them. It'll actually be because I think cards have some real advantages, at least for me. Uh, they're larger coins generally to really appreciate them. It often takes magnification to really appreciate, um, you know, the the details because each die strike is a little bit different and uh, they don't display well because they're one color. And they tend to be a, you know, often a darker color because toning occurs naturally for coins that are like a couple hundred years old. And so um, 
the bright, colorful, larger uh, vintage baseball cards are, are more appealing to me. Not only that, but uh, the coins uh, from, you know, the classic era, they all depict Miss Liberty. Uh, our government did not want a president on the coins because they didn't want uh, they, you know, they didn't want the president to have too much power. They didn't want this to be, they didn't want the president to be like a king. So, uh, but with cards, baseball cards, you have the actual person on the card. And so there's their history on the field and off the field. So all of those are compelling reasons why uh, I find myself, uh, you know, more interested in collecting vintage baseball cards than coins, even though I very much appreciate the, uh, the classic U.S. coins. Well, and it's nice. It's such a, such a great community on YouTube for sports cards. Uh, is there a coin collecting community on YouTube? You know, uh, I think there is some. I didn't find anywhere near the same level of community. Now, in, in fairness, uh, maybe if I had tried harder, I could have. Um, and maybe it's there, but it's smaller. I will say there's a segment of there's a tight coin collecting community that has some really deep pockets. And uh, it's not that somebody couldn't become a member of that community without deep pockets. It's just that, you know, when everyone else is going after rare die states and uh, collecting items that are worth thousands and thousands of dollars, well, if you can't play in that arena, um, you know, it it's, would be a little bit silly to, um, you know, to be a member if you're unable to uh, really um obtain any of the items that they're obtaining so there's that i don't and you you've been on youtube now for how long with your channel i think it was well uh, maybe a half year or so it was sometime maybe a little bit longer i don't remember exactly when i started but uh middle of the year at some point of 2022 well you've had a great i mean you're a very popular channel for not being around long at all and i gotta say I'm a big fan of your channel, but I think you might be, <clears throat> I told, I told, um, Decon or Decon's cardboard is new. I said, he, he might be the best commenter on sports card YouTube, but I, I think you give him a run for his money. You leave fantastic comments, you know, just well thought out. And I always appreciate when you comment on my videos, I've seen your comments on other channels and, um, I really appreciate it, but I just want to say, I, I think you're, you and Doug might be two, the two best commenters in the whole sports card community. So <laughs> I just want to say that. I am honored. Thank you so much, Adam. I really appreciate it. Cause I know it, it's tough to I, like myself, uh, you know, I, the longer I've been on here, the more channels I've discovered, there's so many great channels and the more people I've connected with, it gets tough to keep up, you know, cause I feel bad. I want to watch everyone's videos and try to make my own here and there. So um, it gets tough to not only watch, but also to, you know, leave a nice comment and a thoughtful comment. So it, I, I, I think it's a nice skill that you have there. <laughs> well, you know, we can start something right here, Adam. Here's the thing. If you get busy, because I struggle with this too. Like if you don't, if you only watch one of my videos once every six months, or even if you never watch them, I still love you. I still think you're great. I, you know, I think people need to find that balance in their life, but it's a challenge for sure. Yep. But um, yeah, I'm grateful to have uh, found your channel. And like I said, you, you've got to, for not being around that, that long, you know, in the community or, or, or even collecting uh, vintage cards, you have really come out of the gates fast. You got some great cards. 
some great pickups. So if you're ready, I'd love to see number one of your favorite three that you've brought here tonight. Absolutely. And let me just say, I wrestled with this, Adam, and uh, I I think I had a little insomnia, which is on me as I'm wrestling with it. Uh, no, because I feel I, bad. No, that's totally yeah. on me, you know, and it wasn't that bad. Uh, but I chose the three. And so here we go. The first card, the uh, 1948-49 Leaf, uh, Ted Williams in an SGC3. What a card that is. And, you know, what really drew me to this card, uh, the 48-49 Leaf set just has crazy registration issues. But it seems like the registration is spot on for this card. Uh, the colors are vibrant. You know, there's not really any printing uh, defects to speak of. A little bit off-center, but for me personally, I'm someone that will live with a little off-center. Uh, that's not my, you know, my top priority personally. Uh, just sharp-looking card for a three. It's a little bit rough, I think, on, on uh, maybe this edge here, which might be, you know, might be part of the three grade. But, yeah, I absolutely love uh this card this is a card that came up as a buy it now uh from one of the major dealers i guess i'd have to look it up i keep records and uh it was i had uh a saved search so it showed up as an email and i'm looking at this card and it was or best offer and so i made an offer um and i didn't hear anything back and i was looking at comps and i was like you know the last few threes or a couple threes that sold, uh, they went for a little bit less than the buy it now price, but the registration was off. They were nowhere near as nice as this. So I said, I don't think this is gonna last very long. So I just uh, paid the full price and uh, I'm actually glad I did. I think, you know, I think there's a time time to do that um, because I don't think it would have hung around too long. And, and you know, whether that goes up in value, down in value, uh, I am super stoked to have it. I just absolutely love that card. Yeah, I mean, with the with that leaf set, like that's one of those sets that I throw centering out the window pretty much because they're pretty much all off centered, you know. Um, so exactly to your point, uh, I have I have that card as well, and and I, I did a video way back where I said basically the same thing, which is for me these cards are all about the colors, the vivid colors, and you know the registration. So as long as I got a good, you know, uh, a good card in that area, the rest of it. That you know, I, I usually look at centering, as you know, but with that set, it's like I don't even care. I just just getting one card from that set is like great as it is. But if you get one that's like looks like that, man, that is beautiful. That's one of the most beautiful cards ever, right there. And and let me just say, this has this gorgeous vivid orange. Uh, these leaf cards come in in different colors. You know, they're not considered variations, but they were printed in different colors. So the Ted Williams also comes in in a glorious magenta. So if the stars were to align right and someday I saw the magenta background and it had, you know, it was similar in condition to this and it and it was something I was able to stretch for, I, I would be interested in picking that up as well. You know, that's less likely because we, you know, we like to get different cards, but I would certainly give it some consideration. I'd love to see. Yeah, if you do, it would be so cool to see them next to each other. You know, just that, I mean, that would be I, I have the I have the Stan Musial one, which is one of my best cards. 
and it's the same thing with that. Like some of them have like a baby blue background and then some of them have like a darker blue background like mine. So it's, yeah, it's like in a way it's, there's like parallels. You could get, you could get more, you know, if, if you're lucky, you get one, but if you could get uh, multiples that are kind of different, that would be really cool. Okay. Tongue in cheek. I have the stand mutual as well. So I'm wondering if this is within the rules. Since you mentioned the card, does that mean I get to show it? <laughs> yeah, it's only fair. It's only fair. And I've never turned down an opportunity to look at this card. So the, this is one that I I had thought of choosing, but I went with the Ted Williams, you know, for your three and three. Um, it's a one that came up. Another buy it now. It has a pinhole. And other than that pinhole, I mean, this card is just absolutely glorious. And it was not a comma card. I was able to get this card for below the price of a comma card. Whoa, look at that baby. It, this, this card is absolutely stunning. And I don't know if it will show up on camera, but uh, the border, the top border right in the center, there's just a little pinhole. Registration is spot on. Uh, this is more of the powder blue that you were talking about. Yep. And uh, so... I was so stoked because I was able to get this card. Sure, it's not an inexpensive card, but I was able to get it uh, without having to spend, you know, two or three times as much. And uh, it is just absolutely stunning. And I tell you, I looked at it. That thing is nicely centered, too. So what I was talking about earlier, like that thing is centered, too. Wow. I, I tell you what. You know, looking and I'm biased, of course, because this is my my copy, my baby here. But when I looked at eBay and I know there are other places to buy cards, too. But when I looked at every single 48, 49 leaf stand usual on eBay and I was like, OK, if we set that pinhole aside, which doesn't bother me, no. I think I might like this one better than anyone I'm seeing listed on eBay. And, you know, I got this for probably maybe a lower price than any that are listed on on eBay. So. Just wow. really super stoked about that. I squeezed in the mutual yeah, <laughs> on a on a technicality. You mentioned nothing it. wrong with that. No problem with that. All right, let's go number two. Okay, number two. This was you know this was part of the insomnia. Part of the insomnia was Ted Williams or Stan Musial. Part of the insomnia was with the uh, fifty three tops, and I chose to go with a card that's a high number. It's the toughest card in the set. Um, now part of that I'm sure is because of demand, but because of the demand and it's a high number. And to me, uh, glorious vintage art, the 53 tops, number 244, uh, Willie Mays. And this card is absolutely stunning for a three. Wow. And it's showing Mays, uh, you know, with his, uh, famous basket catch there. And I, I just think that. I know this is not a cheap card by any means or not an inexpensive card, but I actually think that this card may be underrated uh, just in terms of being a high number, the toughest uh, card based on demand in the 53 set and the importance of Willie Mays. Uh, I believe he's the oldest living Hall of Famer as well. And just that incredibly classic uh, image and the gorgeous vintage art. So that's my number two. I love that card. I don't have that one, but uh, yeah, that's that's one of Maze's best cards in my opinion. Just yeah, for everything you said, I love the, I love like the action shot, so to speak, on there. Like you know, it's not just a portrait because uh, I you know those those tend to be my favorite type of cards. So 
Great choice. Love that card. Well, you know what I was wrestling, of course, I was wrestling between that one and some other pretty good player that's in the 53 top set. <laughs> some guy named the Mick. <clears throat> some guy named the Mick. That's right. So I might be stretching it, but you, did you just mention the 53 tops Mickey Mantle? <laughs> I did. Okay, and well then. I never turned down a chance to see that card either, so go for it, you cheater. <laughs> I know. I am. I'm. I'm. I'm, uh, I found out how to work the system, yeah, right, right. <laughs> but I offer you this just, you know, it's your show, but by way of housekeeping, any comments in your video that mention uh, positive comments that mention Adam, those are directed to the Adam, uh, splendid sports, but any negative or neutral comments, uh, in your video are directed to the Adam vintage sanctuary. Just yeah. to keep that clear. <laughs> by the way, I delete anything negative anyway. There's no negativity going on here. So anyone even try it. I'm, I'm booting that comment out of here anyway, so don't even try it. Perfect, perfect. So <laughs> oh, here it is, oh. and it is a 1.5, but what a glorious 1.5. Oh, I mean, that that rectangle there is like gem mint 10, yep. and, and this is a 1.5. So um, just absolutely gorgeous. It has one of those PWCC stickers. I know a lot of people don't like them, I'm going to say something controversial. I actually like the stickers. I don't, I don't seek out cards, um, you know, because they have the sticker. But I like the stickers because I think PWCC generally did a very nice job with them. Where if they put a sticker on there, it is really nice for the grade because we can see cards on on let's say eBay or another site. Wow, that card looks really nice for the grade. But if you get it in hand, you know they're not showing it at an angle. Um, it could have some issues uh, that are pretty significant that you don't notice in the picture. Whereas when PWCC puts the sticker on there, it's generally a really nice card for the grade. Now, I know these are controversial. I know a lot of people just hate those stickers and fair enough, I respect that. But um, I actually, I don't seek them out, but I personally like them. So that's me. I want to I want to um, say something about that, too, because I, I know it is controversial that, uh, you know, especially with the vintage community. Most of the times when I hear people in the vintage community mention PWCC, PWCC, it's something negative. Now, I know they've had their issues in the past, but yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I appeal thing, because I think the thing people get mixed up with is they don't charge for that. There's no like fee for them to grade your card on I appeal. <clears throat> they don't charge more. Now, the cards tend to sell for more because, to your point, I feel the same way. I usually agree with them, you know, where if, if they're given I appeal a rating on a card, I, I generally I don't think I've seen too many cases where I say no, that shouldn't get that. You know, I think they're pretty good with that. The only issue I have and this this um, just just recently I learned this because I got a card uh, and it had a PWCC sticker on it and it has like a serial number. Each each sticker has a serial number on it. So I was just curious. I thought, all right, well, what if someone took that sticker off and put it on a different card, right? Like what's stopping someone from doing that? So my thinking was, all right, well, is there a way you can look up on the PWCC website, the serial number, and then it shows the picture of the card? And they said, no, no, they don't. They have it internally. But uh, I would say that is a negative aspect of it, where I think an improvement would be like, like you can look up a, PS, a PSA certification number and it shows the card or whatever, um, they should do that with their eye appeal because, you know, people could play around with that and move, move stickers, different cards. They did say though, that those stickers, you can take them off, but they're, uh, whatever they, whatever the word was, they, they're, they're like 
they, they get damaged if you take them off and, and they're basically not usable again. So it's like a one-time use. So, all right, that covers it. But PWCC, I think, should improve on that and make a database of the cards that they, um, you know, give those eye appeals to so people can look them up and you can, I think it would help the marketplace better. But that I, overall, I do agree. I, I like that feature. Doesn't mean you can't judge for yourself, but it doesn't hurt. You know, I, I don't, I don't mind them doing that. I think it's pretty good. And and let me just say, totally agree. I think they should do that for transparency. And I totally recognize there's a conflict of interest here because, uh, like this, um, the mantle, fifty three tops mantle. I did not buy that from PWCC, but obviously it was in their hands at one point. Right. So they had the card. They looked at it and said, "This is worthy of one of our stickers." They put their sticker on it they sell it through their um auction or buy it now and so it increases the price some people are willing to pay more because of the sticker so there's an, an inherent conflict of interest there uh however uh, which i think is you know that's significant but i think they did a good job i think you know i've only seen like maybe one card that i thought was not deserving of the sticker so we go so uh let's see what the comments say about that uh be interested to hear some comments on that uh, all right so let's go number three okay so number three now here's the deal uh just a quick story before i show number three this reminds me of your 39 this card is not 39 play ball it's not ted williams but uh and you can correct me if if i botched this but i remember the basic details you had a 39 play ball ted williams rookie card what a sweet card yeah. You decided it wasn't to your liking, so you ended up selling it, and then you got one that is to your liking. Is that kind of the basic? Yeah, yeah. When I, if you told a younger me, hey, someday you're gonna sell, like it, it, I couldn't even imagine ever like that someday I would own a Ted Williams '39 Playball. But if you were to also tell me, yeah, and you're gonna sell one someday, I'd be like, what? Why would I sell one? <laughs> so yeah, that was basically the story. So. So I have, I guess, a somewhat similar story. In October of uh, 2021, I bought a uh, PSA 1 Hank Aaron rookie card. And the pictures were just gorgeous. And I reached out to the seller and said, hey, pictures look fantastic. You know, what's wrong with this card? And he never really told me. He just said, oh, it should be at least a 2.5. And he wanted like literally twice what it was worth. Well, eventually he became more motivated. You know, I had sent him sent him a few offers along the way and eventually i paid a price i was happy with that was you know a premium because it looked so nice but but not too crazy so i get the card and it was warped it looked gorgeous when you looked at it straight on but in an angle it really had some warping so that's why it was a one and uh you know i tried to make my peace with that card but after a while maybe even a year or or more, I realized, yeah, I'm just not excited about this. And I have a philosophy. If I don't like a card, even if it's Hank Aaron's rookie card, I'm gonna sell it and get something else that I like. So I sold it and I was able to sell it for a high price. I had a buy it now or best offer. And I told the buyer and anyone who asks, I told them exactly what was wrong with it because pictures look great and I wanted them to know what they were getting. So buyer's happy, sold the card. I've got this chunk of change and now I'm like, gee, do I put some more money together with that, sell a few coins and get a better Hank Aaron rookie card? But, you know, that's really stretching it. So uh, Double D, uh, well, Dylan of Double D Vintage Baseball Cards, we happened to be talking on the phone. And before I could even, I wanted to get his thoughts on this, before I could even finish my question, he said, uh, you need a Hank Aaron rookie card. You had one. Uh, you're going to regret it if you don't replace it. You know, set it kind, but direct. And so uh, a 2.5 came up 
I definitely paid up for this. Uh, got this recently. So I used the PSA one sale, Hank Aaron money. Plus I have a few uh, coins that I have, uh, I have up for auction. And this thing is just absolutely magnificent. So here it comes. Uh, and best 2.5 Hank Aaron rookie card I've ever seen. I'll tell you that. I tell you what, you know, um, I totally appreciate those who, uh, you know, those who want great centering. I'm often willing to give some on centering for sure. This card has fantastic centering. Uh, this card is absolutely gorgeous. And I love um, the backs of those too. I do too. These are some of my favorite backs. I actually think this card could be a four, maybe a 4.5. I really do. Uh, you know, that's not why I'm stoked, of course. I'm stoked because it's such a nice card and I'm happy with it. But the reason I say that is because it has just this like slightest bend and it's so trivial. A lot of people would say, what are you talking about? In my opinion, PSA and SGC at this time are sometimes grading too harshly. Now, is it possible there's something I've missed? I mean, I'm not a professional grader, but I've looked at this in different lighting with magnification at different angles. And I'm like, come on, you guys have really, you you know, you really have some inconsistency over time in your standards when you'll have some cards that are a four or a 2.5, let's say, that look so vastly different than this card. And, you know, again, if it had a pinhole or something, if there was if there was something there, and maybe there is, but hey, uh, you and I, we have eyeballs just like the graders, you know, and I tell you what, I've spent a lot more time with this card than the graders have in a lot of different lighting. And so, um, you know, if it's technically a 2.5, that's cool. But the eye appeal is just off the charts stunning. So I'm on cloud nine with this pickup. And, uh, you know, I appreciate Dylan's advice, uh, his sage advice. And I'm glad I upgraded. It took me about a year, literally, kind of trying to convince myself that I like the PSA one because, you know, frankly, I don't really, I prefer not to deal, I get a little stressed out dealing with higher dollar cards. And, you know, my comfort level is uh, purchasing or selling uh, less expensive than Hank Aaron rookie card items. Um, but I'm glad I went for it. I'm super stoked. I think it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, and I'll tell you, there's something else too. I don't know what's going on, but low grade Hank Aaron rookie cards seem to be so, let's say well-loved because I totally respect someone. If somebody says, Hey, it's got lots of creases, yada, yada, but I'm okay with it. I love it. Sweet. That's awesome. But I was looking for something, uh, that avoided a lot of the, um, you know, challenges to low grade cards, such as um, obvious creases and, you know, way off center, um, paper loss or discoloration, yada, yada, yada. Looking at low grade hanker and rookie cards, it's almost like there's a requirement that they have all sorts of condition issues because the eye appeal is generally, generally not good. It's amazing. So I think this creates, um, like, are there a lot of hanker and rookie cards? Absolutely. And if you've got a lot of money to spend, you can buy a, you know, mid-grade and get a super sweet looking card. But where I think there's scarcity is, are you looking for 
a really nice looking card in a lower grade, well, that's not so easy to find. You know, that's not such an easy thing to obtain. Um, you'll probably have to pay a premium for it for sure, but it's still not an easy thing to find. Well, for me, that that's one of the most fun things about collecting graded vintage cards is trying to hunt for, uh, you know, copies that to you look better than the grade because that's that's the fun. You know, it, it's, you know, and, and like you said, people are catching up to that with the whole eye appeal thing. <clears throat> and yeah, uh, eye appeal cards will sell for more. But, um, you know, still, if you can still pay a price like that's still like lower than the next grade up or the next grade or two up, then that's great. You know, it makes you feel even better about the card. It's like a double win. So, yeah, I'm totally on board with that. And that is that's a big part of the fun, uh, because like you said, you you know, there's always there's always ones and twos of Hank Aaron rookies for sale. But nah, there's a big difference in how they look. <laughs> so, yeah. So and, and I just want to say, of course, you know, that's my style. I mean, there are some collectors who they're looking to stretch their budget as far as they can. So they're looking for a card. If it has issues, they're totally willing to accept lots of issues because, you know, they want to be able to get it for basically as little as possible so that they can stretch their hobby dollars. And that's their style. That's how they like to collect. And that is totally cool. So I'm not disparaging that at all. But uh I don't really necessarily want my collection to get huge. I'm still wrestling with how big I want it to get. And I've heard you talk about that. So, you know, personally, I'm generally looking for a uh, high eye appeal for the grade and being pretty picky and selective. And there's some, there's some collectors who do the PSA set registry and they're trying to compete and the higher the grade, you know, the, the better your rankings go. Uh, so there's some collectors that they want the higher grade, regardless of how it looks, you know? So there's a place for all those cards and, and what, what you're trying to do. And hey, that's cool. Whatever whatever your goals are and whatever your preferences are, it's totally fine. And uh, I'm glad not everyone thinks exactly the same because uh, there's a lot of different copies of cards out there of the same card. So they all need buyers. So it's good that some people, you know, want different types and, and uh, I'm all for that. So, but yeah, right now I'm on the, I'm, I'm with you. Like, because part of me, you know, when I was buying cards, uh, like before COVID, you know, buying vintage, the prices were obviously a lot lower. So you could buy higher grade, you know, and, and for what you might get in like a, a Mickey Mantle, you know, one or two now, you could probably get a, a four or five, four or five back, you know, back three or four years ago. So, you know, back then it was like, all right, you know, I'll go for a little higher grade. But as I've collected more and more vintage, part of me is like, I, I want cards that have good eye appeal, but I also, I like cards that have some wear on them now because that's part of the story of vintage, right? Like the story of, of these cards that we love from the fifties and the sixties is that when they were distributed and, and opened up, no one had any thought that they were ever going to be worth money. So they, they didn't really take care of them. So for me, like looking at a, a vintage card that's beat up, that's kind of like, it tells the story of the, of the, of the whole idea, um, which is like, my favorite thing about vintage cards is that story is that, you know, they didn't go right into penny sleeves and top loaders when they were open out of packs. So, um, yeah, um, I've been buying a lot of lower graded, like centered, they're pretty good centered, but everything else is beat up like the rounded corners and creases. I'm okay with certain creases. So that's kind of the trip I've been on lately with vintage. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, all right. So, you sent me a list of three on your want list, which are tremendous cards. So I'm excited to take a look at them. 
let me pull up the first one here in card ladder. Uh, this is, I already had it pulled up. So what you should see there is the 1949 Bowman Stan Musial. Now this is a, a recent copy that sold on January 15th on Heritage Auctions. Uh, for 552 bucks, 551 bucks, and this is an SGC4, really nice looking copy. Yes, indeed. And the copy that you're showing, notice uh, the rich red in his cap. And I've discovered that some of them really have that rich red in the cap, and some of them don't. So, uh, you know, if I pick up this card at some point, and let me just say my general philosophy, there are lots of cards I want. So the three I shared with you are absolutely, you know, on my mental want list. They're actually on a physical list as well. But, um, you know, my philosophy is uh, we'll see where the journey takes me. We'll see what cards I end up getting. I don't try to force it because I, if I try to force it, then, you know, I may not be as happy with the results. So I'll wait and see those any one of those three could be a pickup this year or maybe, you know, maybe it happens down the road. But when the when the cap just has a a really vivid, rich red, I'm looking for that. And of course, the registration, I'm willing to give a little bit on centering like this is, you know, especially top bottom doesn't bother me too much. If it gets too far off side to side, that bothers me more. But this would be within my this looks like just the type of card that uh, I could see myself. Uh, going after at least based on uh, these images. By the way, I continue to be amazed at Stanton. You know, there's certain usual cards like the Leaf that you know sell for high prices, but like like this card here. Look, 551 bucks is that's a good amount of money, okay? But when you compare it to to other cards that, <laughs> I mean, this this is a 1949 Bowman Stan Musial, one of the inner circle greatest players of all time. Um, the fact that it's a SGC four sells for 551 bucks is kind of crazy to me when you really think about how damn good this guy was and you know, just everything about him. Like he was such a great guy. He, everyone loved him. He played for the same team his whole career. He's all time great. Um, and this is such a great set that I got to say, that seems pretty, pretty nice price for that card for how awesome it is for me. You know, I think so too. And, and, one of the reasons I want to go after some of these cards is I think they will see appreciation. So, you know, my primary reason for collecting is is not as an investment. But of course, I do give some thought to the, you know, the monetary value and the potential for appreciation. But I'd like to pick up some of these cards that, in my opinion, are ripe for more appreciation, even if they've appreciated a fair amount over the last few years. And in my mind, uh, this is one of them, you know, and if I'm wrong, if I end up getting a copy of this card and it goes down in value some, you know, I can live with that. But um, I think that uh, that mutual card right there as an example uh, is a pretty good value uh, in this market. Absolutely. Uh, all right. So we'll go with the second card is another awesome one from an awesome set. We got the 1953 Tops Jackie Robinson. If I can learn how to type here. There we go. All right, let's pull this baby up here. This one just sold. Uh, okay, so this one just sold on eBay uh, January 25th, 911 bucks, SGC3. This is the this is the one, right? Yes, indeed, this is it. And, awesome. and let me say, notice uh, this particular one is off center quite a bit. Right. I, I could probably live with that because uh you do have the white borders 
but the uh, background on the card itself, you have mostly really light blue skies. So the the off center is not as, you know, not so noticeable. So I'd probably go for at least a little bit better centered, but I could potentially go for this because I don't think uh, the off center uh, shows nearly as much on this particular card. Um, I would want a strong name rectangle personally. I don't mind if there's a little white showing there as there is for this card in that bottom uh, right corner from our perspective. But uh, I think this card, again, this set to me might be the best set in terms of gorgeous vintage art. Uh, I have the maze, I have the mantle, and this is one of the other keys from the set. Um, I do think that this card could see, I know Jackie Robinson's had some incredible appreciation, but um, I think 53 tops, some of the key cards could see even more appreciation. Frankly, I mean, I love 52 tops, but to me, 53 tops, I mean, they're both gorgeous sets, don't get me wrong, but 53 tops is perhaps the better looking set. And uh, with the crazy prices of the uh, Jackie Robinson in the 52, the Mickey Mantle in the 52 tops, the Willie Mays in the 52 tops, I could see some of these uh, key 53 tops cards having some appreciation as well, especially if they have strong, strong eye appeal. So I'd love to pick up one of these and perhaps the most historically significant uh, player in uh, Major League Baseball. Yeah, the, the for me at least, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like the, this 53 tops Jackie doesn't get as much publicity, so to speak, as like, you know, some of his other cards. Uh, obviously the Leaf, you know, but even like, you know, 52 or 54, 56, I feel like tops gets way more, way more coverage than, than this card. So um, yeah, I think, and this one selling for, you know, you get a SGC three for under a thousand bucks. I mean, again, seems like that could be, that's pretty, pretty good pricing compared to, you know, looking at some of his other cards. And I agree with you from a, like a, a looks perspective, this card is one, I mean, this is right up there. One of his best looking cards, I think. Yes, I love the 52 with that gorgeous red background, but of sure. course, that's going from multiples of this card in the same grade. Uh, many, you know, I don't know, a three might be a 10 grand or more card in the 52 tops, uh, Jackie Robinson. So, you know, this is maybe a tenth the price just ballparking it. Right. Well, uh, I, those are some great picks. And now what's cool is your last card, I don't have to use card ladder for because I have this card. Um, nice nice and, and let me say this this is like uh a perfect card not not my copy i'm talking about but like this card in general is like literally the perfect card for this player um uh, and it is the 1954 red heart stan usual i got a this is a oh. psa five and a half um just oh. i mean it's stan usual the cardinals the red background, the picture. I mean, this is like Stan usual. This is like, this is perfect. The perfect card. Um, so yeah, the, like the red on this card, it, you know, you can see it here, but like in person, the red is just like on magnificent, unbelievable. The red and the background and just everything about it. Love. This is one of my favorite cards. So I understand you could tell us why you love it and why it's on your want list, but I had to show mine. I, that is beautiful. Congrats. I know you have other, you know, fantastic cards, but that is a gorgeous card. And the way the red, I'm just echoing really, but the, red, the, the way the red goes with his eyes and with the red in his uniform. And, you know, to me, uh, 
for a lot of us collectors, there are certain colors that uh, really grab us. And I think for a lot of collectors, that background color is red. Well, to me, the 52 Jackie Robinson is perhaps the king of red background cards. Of course, I'd love to have that. But again, that gets really spendy quick. Um, whereas this card is still, compared to that card anyway, much more reasonable. So I feel like this is, uh, this is you know, just a, a more accessible card with that gorgeous red background. I love the red heart set. They made such a quality set. The card stock. I only have a few of them, but, um, and, and the price point is, you know, uh, I think, I know it's an expensive card, but not bad relative to what it, what it no. could be for sure. Right. So that's high on my list. I, I have uh, dreams about that card. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, honestly, it is incredibly beautiful. Uh, have you ever seen one in person, like at a card show or anything? Um, you know, I believe I have. Um, yeah, I have seen one. Well, I went to the Nationals, so I'm sure I saw several of them. I mean, I didn't. Uh, I didn't ask to actually, you know, look at any of them up close. I don't think, but so I've at least seen them through the display case. It's a it's um, a similar like uh, the way I approach it too is like because you know this this one's not great centering, but like I kind of feel the same way about these red hearts as I do about the leaf cards, where it's like I kind of throw centering out the window with these red hearts. <laughs> Because it's all about it's all about the colors and the and the registration and like this the the registration and colors just abs it's crazy how much they pop off this card like and I think it's even better in person. So. Well, I I will say this kind of tongue in cheek, but if you need a better centered one and and you want to sell me that one to raise some funds to get a better centered one, <laughs> just well, let me know. <laughs> is this good, let me know if this is a good idea. I was thinking of cracking this out. And then I'm just going to probably trim it. I'll just take it, you know, paper cutter, just trim this side. Is that cool? Or like, and then I'll just get it re-slabbed or no, maybe that's, that's a it. great, that is a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> but yeah. It's uh, uh, centering doesn't bother me on certain cards. I don't know why like leaf cards or the red hearts, like, you know, there's not a lot of centered ones anyway, but just like, I get so distracted by other parts of this card that I don't even, it doesn't even bother me. So this is, I'm not, looking to upgrade or any of this, this is like the perfect one for me. So yeah, it's stunning. Well, you know, and I think it really depends. Like uh, there's a pre-war Yankee contributor card that I have in my watch list of Wait Hoyt, if I'm saying his name correctly, it's like a 1921 or 22 card. So it's got some rounding on the corners, but you know, and generally I, I like sharp cords, cards, but that card is appealing to me. And I think, you know, if we're talking about like a 65 tops card, um, I'm going to be much pickier because there are a lot of them out there. And so, and they're within my budget. And so, you know, there's no need for me to take one that say has rounded corners. Um, and if somebody else wants to, that's awesome. So I'm going to be much more selective, but if I do end up getting that pre-war card, I don't know if I'll buy it or not, but I think the PSA total pop might be 20 some. So, and it gets, you know, if there are any in higher grades, they're going to be a lot more money. So uh, I think to me, you know, the condition I'm willing to accept uh, depends on a lot of things, the price of the card, the era of the card, how it looks with its condition, uh, challenges, et cetera. Well, um, at the end of these, if you've watched these before, I like to ask my guest, uh, if they could mention at least another channel, another YouTube channel, um, just to, you know, see if they could recommend someone else that I could do a three and three with in the future. So if you got any off the top of your head, I would love to hear. Yeah. 
you know, you would think that I would have been uh, ready for this one because I've heard you say it many times, but I didn't even think of it. Uh, how about now, if he's already been been on, I'm going to be embarrassed because if he has been on, I watched it. But uh, John, the 3D 80s kid. No, I haven't. And it's funny because we he's someone I've been um, trying to, you know, we've been emailing back and forth a few times in the past. So, yeah, that's a that's one I plan on doing anyway. I know you guys are buddies, right? You live very close to each other. So, yeah. Yeah. So we get together not as often as we'd like, but we've gotten together, you know, a couple times, two, three times at a card show. And we plan to get together more. But, uh, you know, life gets busy. Perfect. Yes, John, let's do it, man. It's on me. Uh, you know, he was he's been more than willing, but uh, I've been just kind of tied up with a lot of stuff. So here we go, John. Let's do this. I'm going to I'm going to reach out again and we'll get this scheduled. Um, awesome. Awesome. But yeah, Adam, man, this was this was a lot of fun. I am looking forward to hopefully meeting you in Chicago. I know you're going to the National and um, you're going to room. You're, you're sharing a room with Dylan. Am I right with that or? Yeah, this like like quintuples my coolness just you know any little bit that i had has been quintupled because i'm staying with dylan so that i'm really honored uh, i guess my parting words would be uh collect what you love and don't be afraid to uh you know make some changes even drastic changes i know uh dylan certainly has in terms of selling a lot of sevens some of them off center and, and getting fours uh, and I believe, you know, you've certain, I know you've certainly, you know, uh, made some adjustments over time, maybe small yeah. ones, big ones. So that would be, uh, my advice for anyone is collect what you love. And you know what, if you decide you're not loving it so much, don't be afraid to make some changes, even some big changes and let the community know, don't be embarrassed because, you know, uh, we will support you. We want you to be happy and we want you to be, uh, collecting what you love and in enjoying your collection. Great advice. I love it. I want to thank you guys for watching and thank you again, Adam, for joining. I appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. See you guys.